3: enjoy a tall cool dude what is this
0: what what are we doing what in god's name are we doing what
2: our lives what what kind of lives are these we're like
0: children we're not men no we're not we're not men it's the nightcap are we gonna be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? Yeah, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes.
2: Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. In an alternate universe, I might be speaking into this microphone right now. Something about the Bills playing Tom Brady. ...in the Super Bowl. But... ...instead... ...in this universe... ...we will... ...be having our first show of the off-season. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase... ...here on WGR. 803-0550 is the phone number. This is really the easy stuff... ...to be honest. Hosting a radio show... ...for... ...the off-season... ...things... ...what needs to be changed... Where are the issues? What needs to be corrected? That's easy. But I enjoyed the challenge professionally that was the last couple of months as the Bills season really turned into the most magical one that I have ever seen in my entire life. Because it's not always so easy to when you don't have a quarterback controversy to talk about or whether or not you should fire their head coach. No, when everything is working, that was a strange experience. For me, never have I seen a team like this Bills team, and of course it happened in the 90s, but never had I seen one where the whole thing was just a well-oiled machine. The GM doing everything he's supposed to do, the coach doing everything he's supposed to do, the quarterback doing it, the offensive line was good, the receivers were incredible, the defense, you know, they weren't an elite unit, but they were a good defense. This team gave you everything. It gave you moments. It gave you a distraction. It was the perfect season at the perfect time. Because you know what? At the end of the day, it really didn't feel right to me. It, it, it never to me felt like I was all the way there with this team. Because I was not able to enjoy the season like I typically do. When they are this good. Like. You know what? Three years ago. That first time they made the playoffs. That's the first time I had ever seen the Bills. Make the playoffs. You know what me and my best friend did? We we drove down to the airport. To the airport. Just to see the scene. Just to see how excited everybody was. And. Of course then. You just don't have to think about social distancing. And you don't have to think about COVID. And all of these risks that, have, that occur with being together. But. This team really gave you the distraction you needed this year. Again, I don't think it would have felt right had they won it all this year. Of course, I was rooting for them to do it, and it would have been unbelievable had they been able to pull that off. But my hope would be the next time they have a season like this, maybe as soon as next year, we are able to enjoy it like a typical Bills season when they are this good. Going out after the games. You know, hanging out with your buddies to to watch the big game. That. Instead of really reacting to the season, if you were doing it right, if you're doing it responsibly, reacting and watching the season as if you were out of town. Zoom calls and group chats. And you know what? like it's, It's just different. It was just different. But, again, the season... With all that being said, came at the perfect time because this last 12 months has been challenging for a ton of people mentally. And to have a distraction to go to and a distraction that is as positive as this Bills season was, it was the perfect season for the Buffalo Bills. It comes to an end yesterday in the AFC Championship game. But you know what? There's no shame. There's no shame in losing to that Kansas City Chiefs team. I laid this out yesterday with Nate. That I just don't see the Bills, and and this might be a very cynical way of looking at it. I actually think it's a positive way of looking at it, but I think it's realistic that this is the Kansas City Chiefs era. They are entering a stratosphere, playing the sport offensively like we have never seen before. The Bills are not a bad defense. The Bills are a very good defense. That had just held the unanimous reigning def- the reigning unanimous MVP Lamar Jackson to three points, held them to three points. That defense that did that last week, one week ago, just looked like they were playing. Looked like they were a high school team trying to stop the Kansas City Chiefs. Just couldn't do it. Tredavious White is an All-Pro cornerback. He is one of the best at his position in the sport. And both Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill made him look like a seventh-round rookie out there some a couple times last night. Tyree Kill turned him inside out at least three occasions, and Travis Kelsey bullied him around. That's how good that Chiefs team is. They're not going away. This is their era. But... Just because you might always be playing second fiddle to them does not mean you're not going to get them once or twice. I really do think that if the Bills continue on this trajectory, what we are looking at is, I hope, and I'm imagining a lot of people won't like the sound of this and they won't want to settle for this. I would settle for this. The Bills being Peyton Manning's Colts to Kansas City being Tom Brady's Patriots. That's how I see the next decade going if the Bills continue along this trajectory because you just can't – you play them ten times in that game yesterday, you can win two or three, but they're going to win more than you. And I think I've come to the realization that that's just going to be the way it is. But you know what? There's no – again, there's no shame in losing to the Chiefs. There's no shame in being Peyton Manning's Colts. That team won a Super Bowl. That team had a decade plus of fun seasons like the Bills just had. And I'd settle for that. Would you sign up for that right now? If I told you the next 10 years, the Bills will get one Super Bowl. And they will be a contender every other year that they don't. There's nothing wrong with that. And that is why this season was a huge step forward. Because... You know what? Like if if the bill if Josh Allen is gets to be as consistent as Patrick Mahomes at some point, then what I just said will absolutely have to change. That hey maybe they can be a dynasty level team. But all I needed to see this year, I, I didn't need to see a dynasty level jump from Josh Allen. I didn't need to see that. What I needed to see was a massive step forward that would prove to me that the Bills can win a Super Bowl, can win a Super Bowl with him as their quarterback. In the spring, I wrote a piece on our website, at wgr550.com, that basically was a challenge to Josh Allen. It was labeled, this is a Super Bowl caliber roster that the Bills have. Will Josh Allen be a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? Will he match that? Because no doubt, me, and I'm sure many others, if Allen had not taken a step forward this year, we might have been thinking and talking about all of these rumors in Green Bay right now with has Aaron Rodgers played his last game for the Green Bay Packers. Now luckily, we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about a guy that, you know what, had about the same season that Josh Allen did, but... Is 13 years older. We don't have to have that conversation. Because Allen had that season. And Allen showed you. That even though. He did not have a good game. In the AFC Championship yesterday. The biggest spotlight he has ever been in. He fell short. But he proved to you. And he proved to me. That he is good enough. To where if everything is right around him on this team. They can absolutely win a Super Bowl. They are they really are one more great quarter of football by the Cleveland Browns away from being in the Super Bowl. That's how fluky this league can be. A couple of bounces go the other way, and the Browns are in the AFC Championship. And the Bills, I think, are beating the Browns at home. And they would be, we would be talking about right now, playing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's, that's how fluky this league can be. You get a, cu- a couple of lucky bounces, you get a lucky break here or there, and that can it can instantly turn to be your season. We know this from hockey. The 06 Sabres were going to win that Stanley Cup. I fully 100% believe the 2005-2006 Sabres were going to win the Stanley Cup. They were a better hockey team, top to bottom, than the Carolina Hurricanes. But you know what? Carolina got lucky. They had their opponent sustain a bunch of injuries on the blue line, and just like that, boom, they are the Stanley Cup champions. They have got a rafter in their banners forever. They have a banner in their rafters forever. That could happen to the Bills. The Chiefs could have an off game when you play them the next time this game comes around. But the Bills being good enough to prove they can get to that game, and I think Allen has showed enough performances that I think he can have... He can have that performance he had against Denver or San Francisco or New England. That late game, that late season stretch Allen had, he can have that in a game that big. And the reason I think I know that is last year in Houston, before this season, that was the the biggest spotlight Allen has ever been in. And he was a disaster. He just got trapped in the hero ball mode. And he couldn't dig his way out. And that is really what happened yesterday. It really was. Hero ball Josh came out at the worst possible time. There are plenty of examples in the first half that showed he was just, he needed to calm down. Houston Ta- Houston, Josh came out in that first half yesterday. Maybe the worst pass he's thrown all season. He has got Cole Beasley wide open, in the flat, five yard out, wide open. All he's got to do is put it there. Take what the defense is giving you. It's a nice little six-yard pass play. Guess what? If every pass play was six yards, you'd be the best team in football. You would get a first down every three plays, every two plays. But Allen, because he was trapped in that mindset of, I need to put this team on my back and win it, because the guy on the other side of the field is doing the very same thing. Allen tries to force a ball into double coverage that the defender, the corner, just easily drops. That was the easiest interception I've ever seen in my life. Worst decision Allen made maybe all season to throw a football. And the reason we're not all hung up on it right now is because the cornerback dropped the ball. But it was evidence there that Allen had an easy six yards. He chose to make an impossible throw, an impossible decision, 30 yards down the field. That's when you knew hero ball Josh was in that game. And the Bills will not beat the Kansas City Chiefs with that version of Allen. But the reason I think we can see the Josh Allen we saw in San Francisco, New England, Denver, in that spotlight yesterday, at some point in the future, is last year to this year. The difference between being just sugar high Josh in Houston And then this year in Indianapolis, the wild card round at home, just settled and pinpoint accurate on some deep balls to Stephon Diggs and John Brown and Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis, using his legs to extend plays but not trying to do too much, having a great all-around game against a great defense in the Indianapolis Colts in the postseason. I'll be the first one to usually dismiss you know, like the bright lights getting to a guy. Because, I don't know, at the end of the day, I still think the majority of football players, the when, you, when you're, the build-up to the game, the hype to the game, yeah, like you'll have some nerves probably then. But once you step on that field, all you're thinking about is the X's nose. All you're thinking about is, okay, I have to look off the safety three yards to the left here so that I can get it to digs in that open window on the right. Okay, they're in cover one, but the safety is got some late motion going back, so maybe they're actually in cover two. And I want to put someone in motion to see if that's the defense they're in. You know, there's so much more information that enters your brain once you are stepping on that field that I think most players just almost tunnel vision. They don't even think about the game that they're actually in. They're just playing football. But that doesn't have to be everybody. And I'm not sure that is Allen because this is twice now where last year, the wild card round in Houston, and this year in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Those are the two biggest spotlights Allen's ever been in at the time. that time in his career. And both times, he was trying to do too much. Hero ball, Josh came out, and the Bills lost that football game. That is evidence to me that next year, if the Bills play the Chiefs again in the conference championship, that we don't have to get a different Josh Allen, but I think we get a different Josh Allen. And that, to me, that step forward that he made in the season as a whole, he answered the question. He answered it. Do the Bills have a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? I think they do. And he deserves a ton of credit for it. Getting his throwing motion digitally mapped. Changing the way he throws the football. Think about that. That's not something that every other quarterback's going to do. Cam Newton should have done this 10 years ago. Cam Newton had mechanical issues with his throwing motion when he entered the league 11 years ago. And guess what? 11 years later, Cam Newton throws the football the exact same way he did when he entered the league. And guess what? Cam Newton, for his entire career, has had accuracy issues. Allen, after high school, college, three years of the NFL, to have the humility to change the way you throw the football and not just settle for, well, it's gotten me this far, I don't need that extra help. I don't need to change things. For him to go out of his way to change it and then to put proof to paper on the field and have that insane jump in completion percentage this year. Especially down the field. It's all I needed to see. It's all anybody needed to see. Eventually he'll have to prove that he can beat Kansas City. That's like the final hurdle. He's got to show, the Bills have to show, that they can beat Kansas City. Allen especially. Because, you know what? What I hope doesn't happen is the Bills get, them, get in their own head and think, how they should what they, to me that what they should not be trying to figure out today is how do we stop Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? They should not be thinking about well, should we do this at defensive tackle? Do we need more speed at the number two corner spot? Do we want to invest in that position? You know, do we need a bigger bodied safety than Micah Hyde to be able to cover Travis Kelsey? I don't think they should be thinking about any of those things. I don't. You can't stop Kansas City. The first step towards eventually beating the Chiefs is accepting that you will not stop them on offense. It's just not going to happen. Flat out. You're not going to do it. The only way you're going to beat them on the field is by keeping up with them offensively and outscoring them. That's it. And guess what? You know why that game was not close yesterday? It was a 14-point deficit at the end of the game. That game was not close. The Bills got gifted a touchdown in the first quarter on a McCole-Hardman fumble. They failed to convert in the red zone. They scored a touchdown. Their other touchdown came on an onside kick at the end of the game, which are insanely rare in today's NFL. They got smoked in that game yesterday. Why did they get smoked? It's not because they didn't stop Kansas City, because, again, nobody stops Kansas City. It is because they let their foot off the gas pedal. They went away from what got them to the AFC Championship. What got them to the AFC Championship is playing like the Chiefs. Is playing the complete opposite of what the Bills had been for 20 years. The Bills for 20 years were drafting running backs, having run-first offenses, blue-collar mentality at the head coach position, And trying to build a strong defense. The drought came and went because of that philosophy. Running, defense, blue collar. The Bills, with Sean McDermott, Brian Dable, Josh Allen, Brandon Bean, they flipped that. They got to the AFC Championship by just throwing. That's it. We're going to... We got a quarterback that can throw it all over the field. We're going to throw more than anyone in the league. And we're going to go for it on fourth down. We're not going to settle for three points. We're not going to run the football. Like, yeah, we're Buffalo, but that does not mean we have to be a blue-collar football team. All of that is what got them to that moment yesterday, and then they chickened out. They had it. They could have played the way that had gotten them there, but instead they reverted. They regressed back to, oh, well, we need to establish the run with Devin Singletary and TJ Yeldon early. How many run plays did they call in those first couple of drives? They called one against Baltimore. They called one against Baltimore, and <laughs> they still won that football game. It just, and then the fourth down decision making. You've been, you've been trusting the numbers. You had been trusting the numbers to go away from that. Not just, by the way, in fourth down decision-making. Allen made a great point today that Brian Dable has stats that he uses on the most effective play calls on first and second down. And it seemed like their play calling was different yesterday, too. They played like the drought bills yesterday. Their mentality yesterday was the same that the drought bills were. You want to know why they lost that football game? It is not just because they couldn't stop the Chiefs. It was because they tried to play like the drought bills. And the next, and the lesson that needs to be learned by the quarterback and the coach and the offensive coordinator the next time they get to play Kansas City is that lesson needs to be learned. They need to throw the ball 50 times the next t- time they play Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs team. And You might not win, but you know what? What you're showing them is you're not going down without a fight. You're not just trying to extend the game into the second half like that field goal at the end of the first half was supposed to do. You don't want your guys to be deflated in the locker room. How about trying to win the football game? How about that? Less worry about your players' feelings sitting in the locker room at halftime and more consideration to what gives us the best chance to get to the Super Bowl. Because in that fourth down decision at the end of the first half, the feelings outranked the percentage chance you had to win. And that can't happen. That cannot happen going forward. 803-0550 is the phone number. Went through a lot there. But I think my overall point from the first segment here is I think the Bills can be Peyton Manning's Colts to the Chiefs' Tom Brady's Patriots. And I don't see a problem with that. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number when we return your calls. And also, I want to get to what the Bills need this off season. I've got a list of five or six things that nothing major, maybe one of them I would consider to be major, a major need, but other holes that I think the Bills need to fill um, for them to be able to compete with Kansas City at a higher level next season. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. To your calls next here on WGR. No, it wasn't a distraction at all. I'm extremely surprised he didn't get a chance to be head coach. You know, he's one of the greatest dudes I've ever been around, one of the greatest coaches I've ever been around, and he means so much to me, and I know his time will come, and I am super excited and glad to have him back next year and just to keep this thing rolling, and I know he's got the same feelings and the same fire to come out next year and try to get the results done that we want to get done, and I'm excited, like I said. But, no, I don't think that was any type of distraction for us at all. Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Dable does not get a head coaching job. That's the question he got asked earlier about whether it was distraction or not. On the coaching front, the, the thing I'm more thinking about and worried about is you lose that game yesterday, and there were much bigger things at stake, no doubt. So I don't want anyone to think, like, this is what I was worried about, losing to the Chiefs yesterday. But you lose the Bills losing to the Chiefs yesterday means that they probably are going to lose Leslie Frazier. That's the way I see it the way Eric Bieniemy and Leslie Frazier were thought of of the two B, the two strongest candidates for that Texans job and Houston, I don't know, it doesn't seem like they would want to wait 3 weeks for the guy who's going to end up going to the Super Bowl. And Frazier ends up losing, which means they're going to talk to him again. If they wanted Bieniemy again, they got to wait over 2 weeks to be able to do that. Or they have to wait 2 weeks to do it. So, I think The chances of losing the defensive coordinator went up by losing to the Chiefs yesterday. But, again, I don't think that's the end of the world anyway. Dable's the mastermind of the offense. McDermott's the mastermind of the defense. Frazier, no doubt, plays a pivotal role in what that defense is, but not the end of the world if he becomes the Texans' job. And I think he would do well in that job. So, good on him. Hope he gets it. 8030550 is the phone number. Let's go to the phones. I will get to at some point in this segment what the Bills need this offseason. We'll start off season talk. But let's go for now to Brett. Brett in North Tonawanda. You're on the nightcap. What's up?
3: Hey Joe, good evening. How are you? Good. How about you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, you know, I be, I was watching the game last night. I had a I had a, a great, great time in, enjoying this season. Uh my, my father actually passed away in, in November. Big Bills fan. He had the he had the season tickets when, uh, you know, when the Bills were at the worst, and like, you know, the early '80s, into, the, you know, I mean, just, you know, I mean, he he sat up there in some of the the two and, you know, two and twelve seasons and everything, but, uh, in his honor, I, I promoted myself to a Bills fan, uh, and being a, a Raiders fan that I am, I could I couldn't watch the Chiefs, I, I hmm. couldn't cheer for them or anything else. There, there's just this way to stop them coming on the edge and attacking the edge, you know, and getting into uh, Mahomes, and it was just really frustrating. I really thought Frazier would would bring a little bit more, uh, you know, blind blitz on the ends, and and, and uh, it was just a little frustrating, to be honest with you. You know you what? Know, I was screaming at the TV more than I ever did for the Bills, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to regurgitate what you've already said, but yeah, and and pounding that run, it was just, you know, it was a broken record. It was just, you know, over and over again. It just it got over really quick.
2: Yeah, thank th- thanks for the call, Brett. I really just don't want I hope that the offseason does not become what whether or not we should invest in a big-time running back because I I just couldn't think there's a worse idea in the world than the Bills doing that right now. Like, don't give yourself any reason to commit to the run more than you have. Because you got to the AFC Championship by throwing. You lost the AFC Championship by deciding you're going to run the football. Not just that. Allen was not good yesterday. Had they just come out and thrown it every play, they were probably going to lose. The way Allen was playing. But you had to give yourself a shot. Walter in Toronto is next up. You're on the nightcap. What's up, Walter?
0: Hi. thanks Thanks for taking my call. Um... I, I just want to hear your opinion on something. I, I watched both games yesterday, and and the conclusion I I drew was that in both in both games the experiences the experience level of the coaching played a factor. If I can just give you an example with uh, like Andy Reid, that, that fellow that dropped the fumble and, and basically uh, sort of dropped the, uh, the the kick. And, and and Buffalo recovered and managed to to score. Um, mm-hmm. That that player, I forget his name, Hardy. Yeah, or...
2: McCall Hardman. Yeah,
0: he 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 was despondent. You know, he was on the sidelines and he covered his whole body with the tarp. And his teammates came around, and Andy Reid put him back in. And you know what? He had a great game. And 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 I think that speaks to his level of experience and, and been there, whereas um, when, when Singletary dropped that ball, and, and that was crucial, because that, that, he had a lot of open field, and I, th- I think that was a real momentum breaker, all of a sudden, we're not seeing Singletary, which is fine, because I, I rather see the pass. Mm-hmm. I, I called in to Nate on the weekend, and I thought you know we, we, the way to victory was, was the pass, 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 but then, then we went with Yeldon, who's basically, you know, I, and I like him as well. But he's been on practice squad all year, like, like, like. So I, I, and I think that's where McDermott's inexperience kind of came into play because,
3: yeah,
0: when you, when you know, when a guy muffs up, you don't bench him. I, I think that's the wrong message. Uh, and I, and I think, I think you know, and I, you know, I've been in a season ticket holder for better part of two decades, and. And it's tough coming in from Toronto, but I, I, but I love it so much. And and I and I and I think the hero ball part of of Josh, that that rears its ugly head when when there isn't that level of experience um, in the in the coaching staff to just calm them down. And like we we were a fumble away from losing against Indy, you know, yeah. uh, uh, when 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 Josh got into that mode. And like I'm optimistic for the future, but I I I I think I think I think the coaching has to has to um, I don't know. Just wondering about your your
2: thoughts. I I think I, if I can jump in here, Walter. I think what we're what we're getting at here is McDermott needs to be willing to adapt in certain ways, and I would have confidence that he would. in the way he's already adapted his football team from year one to year four, he has went from, he walked in the door talking about the weather and running and defense and a strong culture. And like, yeah, so the strong culture part, like that, that is existing here. But they're winning because they are a modern, dynamic passing offense. And the fourth down decision-making, going by the numbers for fourth downs and two-point conversions, when to punt, when to kick the field goal, I don't know. There there are a lot of advanced thinking things that have come into the Bills organization with McDermott at the helm that I would absolutely think he is not going to let his ego get in the way. That he's just going to look at it and say, yeah, it's working for that guy, so maybe I'll give that a shot. Or and like I, To me, it's more important about the fourth down stuff. I don't think benching Singletary was any deterrent to them losing that game. I have not been a big fan of Singletary really since the beginning of the year, since they drafted Zach Moss. I was, I I could not believe the type of compliment they thought they needed to Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary has one great trait, his ability to make guys miss in space, short area bursts. That is where Singletary excels. He lacks everywhere else. He's not a great pass catcher. He never has been. He's not a great pass blocker. He's fine, but he's not great, and he does not have that speed to be able to be a home run threat on every give every play. He's a one trick pony. And if I get to something here on the on down the list on the things I think the Bills need this off season, I'll throw this in here. I think you just get give me a pass catching running back. Singletary or Moss between the tackles. I thought, I thought they should have drafted this guy last year. Moss is a nice player. But there, were, there was Antonio Gibson, maybe. Like a, a pass-catching running back to go with Singletary. That was a weird decision when they did that. But now we are where you are. And I don't have a problem benching Singletary. In fact, I would be looking to replace him with, this, with a pass-catching running back going into next year. That would be a better compliment to me, to Zach Moss. Let's go to Ricky and Chitawaga. You're on the nightcap. What's up, Ricky?
1: Hey, how you doing, Joe? Great show. Thank you. Hey, good uh, good comment right on with this single, Terry. That, that's perfect. Yeah, you do hit the nail out the head with that. But I want to I flash back a little. Uh, an old Bills coach uh, did the same kind of thing in the Super Bowl against Dallas right before the half. Instead of going for the first down, they went for the field goal. And the rest was history with that game. But uh, yesterday, everything floated to the top of what the Bills need to address this off season to uh, take it to the next level. And uh, it's heartbreaking, but you know, the same old thing. Wait till next year. So take yep. care, Joe, and uh, keep it
3: going, brother.
2: Thanks for the call, Ricky. Let's uh, just keep rolling here. Let's go to Jerry in Getzville. You are on the Nightcap. What's up, Jerry?
3: Yeah, hi Joe. Uh, I
0: uh, had take a quick uh, nap, and I wake up and I hear you on that. Uh, uh, man, you hit the nail on. A, I, 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 that's all I got is exactly that. Uh, you know, you can't play like a wuss. You want to take it to him, and you said everything that that I've been wanting to say, and you're the first guy that's put it that way. No hemming and hawing. With a full-throated uh, uh, exclamation like uh, "woke now, get woke," <laughs> yeah, and holy mackerel,
2: doggone uh, the drought bills. What you know? Yeah, you know- yeah, Jer- Jerry, thanks for the call, man. I, I got to run. Um, <laughs> you just yelling "woke" was just made my night. But yeah, like I think it's pretty simple. I think we're all in agreement too. You don't beat the Chiefs scoring three points, It's is not going to happen. It will never work that way, as long as Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback. You need seven. Three is a failure. That's a failed drive. Jeremy has this, right, where they include punts in with turnovers. Those are failed drives. I think when you play the Chiefs, include field goals in that. A field goal against Kansas City is a failed drive, and the Bills settled for failed drives twice last night. eight zero three zero five fifty is the phone number. Alright, when we come back, I will get to what the Bills need in the offseason. I already told you they need a pass-catching running back. Real quick, just to get that out of the way, if you're wondering who's available, like James White is a guy that you could get for very cheap, I would imagine, that might actually want to come here and play, considering the Bills are a contender now. I think the Bills are going to have an easier time getting free agents also, especially ones that contribute in the pass game. If I am James White, who, you know, back half of his career is 29 years old. He's got maybe a couple years left. He's a good pass catching running back. If I'm James White, where do I want to go? Teams that throw the football and that are good. Bills check both boxes. So that's just one name. Mike Davis is another. There are guys. So 8030550 is the phone number. I'm going to get to other positions the Bills I think could use an upgrade in uh, next season when we return here on the Nightcap on WGR. Last call on the nightcap. Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Thanks everyone for calling in tonight. A couple minutes to go here. I want to get to a list of a few things I think the Bills need to add or upgrade on this offseason. And everything now is going to be in the context of beating the Chiefs, posing the biggest threat you can be to Kansas City. That is now what it's all about for the foreseeable future. You know, like last year, it would have been about winning a playoff game. Coming into this year, about winning a playoff game, winning the division. That now, that should be expectation. It's about beating Kansas City and winning a Super Bowl. That's next year. It very much, by the way, is kind of like the 07 Sabres, where we're just waiting for Ottawa. We're waiting for Anaheim. We're just waiting for the playoffs. And that, I think, is what a lot of next year will be. So... Going into next year, what do the Bills need? They need an upgrade in their four man pass rush, specifically on the edge. Jerry Hughes is still playing at a very high level, but Mario Addison, Mario Addison, Trent Murphy, two free agent defensive end additions in a row by Brandon Bean that have failed. Murphy, really, I mean, his game against Baltimore last week was maybe his first good game that I can remember as a Bill. Like, that was a flop. And Addison is fine, but it's a downgrade from even Shaq Lawson. So, I like this for the draft the most. 30th overall is where the Bills will be picking. A late first-round pick. Add a defensive end. Pair him with A.J. Epinesa. Hope that you get a good starting pass rusher out of one of the two. Epinesa, maybe he takes a step forward, or maybe this rookie is the guy. Hughes on one side, and then one of those two on the other. Hopefully, that gives you a little bit of an increase in terms of pass rush. There's really not a guy in free agency that I love for this. They could go Yannick Ngakwe. We kind of we've talked about him a lot over the last uh, couple of years, so maybe he's the name that you go for. Von Miller could become a free agent. He's older, so you're kind of just that's a plug and play. They need a future franchise pass rusher. They don't need a guy just for a year or two. So those are some names there. Matthew Judon, by the way, is another name that I should mention there. All right, depth-wide receiver with speed. This could be maybe you bring in a T.Y. Hilton. And by the way, the reason I, I like this idea, this is a way to save space. John Brown, you save like seven, eight million bucks if you if you move on from John Brown after the season. He's 32 years old, injury history. Gabriel Davis showing up and being the Bills' most productive deep threat this year, the Bills have the ability at receiver if they want to move on from John Brown, save some money, and maybe I'll rope this into another thing the Bills should do this offseason, re-sign Matt Milano. Except that John Brown has got to go, pass on that final year of his contract, Take that $8 million and give it to Matt Milano. That is what I would do there. And then, in turn, again, go find a veteran deep threat receiver that can fill in almost similar to what they did with Kenny Stills, adding him to the practice squad late in the season. Maybe it is Kenny Stills. Maybe it's T.Y. Hilton signing up to try to go win a Super Bowl um, in in his early 30s. Maybe it's going a little bit further down the depth chart. Nelson Aguilar is a free agent. Demarcus Robinson from the Chiefs. He doesn't get a ton of playing time there. He's a very fast wide receiver. Curtis Samuel, if you want a bigger name. But uh, I think he'd be a little expensive for the Bills. So those are some names there. And then finally, right tackle. I'm not really sure I see the money working out so that the Bills will be able to re-sign Darrell Williams. Ty Seki is a free agent as well. You are going to need to remake that position. Maybe if you don't end up adding a, uh, a pass rusher in the first round, maybe the 30th overall pick... Will end up being a right tackle, but they should address that in some way, I think. And then finally, tight end. Let's see a tight end. Dawson Knox is fine. I don't think he's a starting tight end in this football, in this in this league. I just the hands are too inconsistent. Just too inconsistent. You can't trust it. He will be a nice compliment to whoever your starting tight end is, but they need to change Knox to somebody else, number one in the depth chart. Hunter Henry is the top name on free agency. I don't mind that idea. Maybe trade up in the draft to go try and get Kyle Pitts. You probably have to go a long way because he sounds like one of the best tight end prospects to enter the draft in a long time. Kyle Pitts out of Florida. This is also, though, not just him. This is a historically good tight end class. It's being built up to be. So that's another option for the Bills with that 30th pick. But otherwise, like I said, Hunter Henry. Maybe you try Jared Cook on a one-year contract. Um... Tyler Croft, by the way, is a free agent, so you're going to have to add a guy anyway. You might as well just get one that will come in over Dawson Knox. So those are a couple of things I think the Bills should add this offseason. All right, that's going to do it for me tonight. Sabres tomorrow against the New York Rangers, so you will next hear from me on Wednesday night. I don't really know what we're going to talk about Wednesday night. We don't have a game where it's like, well, obviously we're going to talk about this. I'll let you know. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for calling in, tweeting in and uh, contributing to tonight's show. This has been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.